You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Well, let's expand the conversation. Say hello to Max Starks, the former Steelers offensive lineman. Max, good to chat with you on Radio Row in Houston. Welcome back to the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Brian. Good, good to talk to you guys again. What's up, Cordell? Hey, how you doing, brother? How's everything been? Uh, everything's been okay. You know, it's a little tough out here in the desert. You know, I cover the Cardinals a lot, and... Uh, it's been uh, it's been shaky the last uh, last couple of weeks, but it's all good other eyes. Well, Max, well, smile though because Cordell says Adrian Peterson showing up is going to change everything. Cordell, explain to Max how Adrian Peterson, at the age of thirty-two, coming back from his latest knee injury, is going to be the catalyst for this football team. I like how he's created that narrative for me, Max. You see how he <laughs> takes exactly. it in the direction he takes it in. You saw that? Did you hear yeah, that? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I heard, I heard. I'll, I'll you, Cordell go sit down and tell us fireside chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Max, here's, here's the deal in, in Arizona. Uh, you, you see a quarterback in, in, in Carson Palmer that just really can't get it done. They try to give him an opportunity to have some rest during, the, during camp just to give, him a, give himself a chance to come out and be fresh and, and be able to go. That, that hadn't worked. You end up losing David Johnson. You end up losing Chris Johnson. Now you have to truly rely on Adrian Peterson. And, and Coach Bruce Arians mentioned that what they do there in Arizona is similar to what they did in Minnesota. How much do you think they're forced to have to give, let's just say, a minimum of 15 carries a game to Adrian Peterson, which I think plays in favor of him because now once you get the wheels moving and the change in motion, that's when you might be able to see him playing a little bit better football than four games of 81 yards with the New Orleans Saints. Give him a minimum of 15 carries. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, especially when you look at how this team is built in Arizona. They're built to run the ball, man-blocking scheme, gap-blocking schemes, double teams, up the gut, wide off tackles in between guards, and that's where Adrian Peterson feasts. Uh, you know, when you think about his running style, they're not a big outside uh, rushing team, outside zone team, which is, you know, what they tried to do with Andre Stanton, Kerwin Williams, and Chris Johnson. Now they're going to get, really get back to their DNA. And I think that's the biggest thing with Bruce Harris. He needs somebody who can actually run it. And, has, and, and you know, think about this, AP has had the benefit or – not benefit of running with some pretty bad lines in Minnesota during his time. So he'll be able to feel his way through this, and I think he is a great addition for this offense. I think this is, a, this is the last chance you have to bring out the paddles and try and breathe life into this offense. Two-time Super Bowl champion Max Starks is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Max, as I was suggesting with that loaded lead-in, I think Adrian Peterson is done. And I've been watching the Cardinals closely one could argue they should still be winless. Let's say this remains a challenging year. Bruce Arians is respected and beloved, but how much job security does he have? Uh, this, this is one that, you know, I think his job would be secure because of what he, what he did in his first three years there. He brought back-to-back-to-back 10-win seasons, took this team to a conference championship, and like you said, he is well-respected, well-loved. The question is, Will he be willing to come back after this year? I think that's a more important question is after this season, however it goes and if it goes sour, you know, will he have it in him to come back and coach another season of football, especially with all the health scares that he had the year before? 
I think that will be the big tail. And then, of course, you have to also take Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald. If both of those guys leave, I don't know how he could come back uh, and coach without having his two biggest leaders. You mentioned coming back. Let's go out to Pittsburgh, the homeland. Uh, give me, give me your take on on how you have so many players nowadays. Um, you know how it was. There was one narrative. There was there was um, one person just delegating the story. Has always been the head coach. But when you hear Ben mentioning that practices are too physical, when you hear Ben talking about he may retire, when you hear Ben going off on A.B. Antonio Brown, which we know he's very passionate and and feels like he was wide open, which he was on the one play against the Baltimore Ravens and Ben just going on his tirade. How frustrated is it for you to hear so many players allowing the message to go to the me through the media as opposed to keeping the things in-house the way I know you once saw it in Pittsburgh and the way I knew it was with Coach Coward when I was there. Yeah, it's funny. We both come from a school of, you know, five temptations, one mic, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one band, one sound. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then now you see, it, it, you know, it, it is something that it, it's, it's very shocking. And it kind of went, I think, down when – Things didn't go as planned for uh, you know for the Chicago Bears game pregame, and I think not having everybody on the same page, all 53 guys on the same page, and then you just started seeing the splintering. Uh, I think really from that point, in a lot of ways, was kind of that practical, and then it bled over into the next week, and then of course the following week, and so it's it, it's something that's that's troubling. You know, I think Coach Tomlin has to reel these guys back in. He can't give them as much rope uh, to play with because, you know, when you look at the Steelers, the Steelers have always been a team that we've looked at as very uniform, united. I mean, think about the collective bargaining agreement. We were the only team that voted against it. That's how united of a team we've been throughout this entire process. And then to now see that with, you know, I hate to say it, younger guys that are now there, everybody is so social media inclined to do things that they don't know how to have those interpersonal communication skills. Talking one-on-one. It's not like A.B.'s locker is that far from Ben's. You know, it's not that far. Everybody's locker is relatively close. If you need to talk about something, you go talk to each other and then you just keep it away from the media. How we've always done it, you handle it in-house, but there's not the same amount in those locker rooms at all those positions as there once was back when you and I played. East Cordell Stewart, I'm Brian Weber, taking you around the league with Max Starks. Max, I'm not trying to put you in a position to disparage a former teammate, so I'll make an observation, and you can weigh in. Why is there apparently always drama surrounding Ben Roethlisberger, and a lot of it feels like it's of his own creation? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, Ben has his own personality. You know, I, I had a locker next to Ben for my entire career. I love Ben, and... You know, Ben's Ben gonna Ben's that bird that he likes to he likes to go to the beat of his own drum at, at times. But for the most part, you know, it's you know he'll say something, and even though it's in jest, because he he's not a comedic person, he he doesn't really interact with the media, you know, in a funny fashion. So when he does make a funny outburst, everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's it, that 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 that, that that's it for Ben. He said it, so it must be real. But, you know, he's the type of guy, he, just, he makes jokes randomly, even though they're not necessarily at the time when you want to hear it. And, uh, 
and, you know, tries to have a little fun, but sometimes it goes sour with him. And, I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. You know, sometimes as a quarterback, you know, you, all your words, and Cordell, you can speak to this, when you say something, everybody is listening. If I say something, maybe one or two people listen, but anytime a quarterback says something, especially a franchise quarterback of the caliber of Ben Roethlisberger, everybody's going to be listening, everybody's going to be reading into, and, you know, I just – I, I thought it was Ben trying trying to interject a joke, you know, because he had such a bad game. Yeah, he did, and that's not the time to do the joking because uh, it, it's been exactly. pretty it's been pretty bad over the, over the past couple of weeks. You mentioned sour; uh, it's pretty sour in, in New York. Uh, the Giants they they are zero five right now. The message seemed like it's lost. Uh, Coach McAdoo, when you look at Cromartie, he's suspended indefinitely. Uh, you have. Uh, Brandon Marshall, who's out for the rest of the season because of an ankle in- injury and having to get it surgically repair- repaired, as well as Odell Beckham. Uh, you hear that Sterling Shepard's going to come back. But how bad is it moving forward for the Giants when you see uh, the mistakes that's being made? You have a delay game by the quarterback who potentially will be a first ballot, for sure, Hall of Famer, uh, if not first ballot. Uh, getting a delay game on a one-yard line in the red zone. When you see all this, Coach McAdoo calling him out by name, um, the message is lost, obviously, but how bad can it really get, or is it just at the end of the rope for this team and Coach McAdoo may not be back next year because of how bad it is? You know, when I, when I look at the Giants, I, I really expected them at this point to have at least two wins and kind of be that 9-7 and seven type of dark horse, but after seeing how they played, like you said, the mistakes after mistakes after mistakes, and you look at their drafting and you say, man, you know, where where would this team be, you know, if they went after a quarterback? Where would this team have been if they actually went after a real running back? You know, you look at just what they have. We saw all the weapons that they had at the beginning of the season at the wide receiver position, at the tight end position, but they were all passing positions and they really didn't do anything to really secure their backfield uh, you know looking at a quality guy who could come in and learn under Eli for when Eli is done uh, a, a good running back and then also you know solidifying your offensive line you went through free agency really to get a lot of your offensive linemen and and you know your defense is great but your defense is only is only so good uh, you know your defense can't score offensively for you the entire time, and I think that's the biggest issue is there's no offensive identity, and they didn't do too much to solidify the second dimension of their offense, which was their running game. And because they don't have running game, everything falls on Eli, and Eli is not at the point where he could take over a game like he used to uh, through the air, so he needs that run support. And I think that's really been the linchpin, is not having a quality running game to back up and ease all of the uh, distress that Eli is under uh, in the passing game, and now you throw away, and then you throw away two of his top receivers that he had because they they're injured, and now it's going to be extremely tough for them to try and win. So I don't think Ben McAdoo's job uh, is secure at all, uh, especially if the season continues to go in the direction that it's going. Max, as always, we appreciate the insights. Thanks for joining us again here on the NFL on TuneIn. All right, thanks guys for having me. Take care. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.